no, wait. What's our name? <laughs> Welcome. Lisa Beats Your Meat. Welcome to Lisa Beats Your Meat, episode 43. I think Lisa's a little tired. I'm making a person inside of me. Wake up. So sorry. I don't know if you've ever done that. Not yet. But it's kind of tiring. Especially when you're taking care of one all day, too. Yeah. Well, I'll do my best to keep the energy high. Okay. Yeah, that's what I need. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, tonight's episode, we're talking about the environment and water usage and um, our impact on that and how much of an impact you can have if you stop um, eating meat and dairy, right? Exactly. That's the gist of it. Plant-based <laughs> for the environment. Um, but before we get into that, number one, I want to thank Becky. She gave us a really nice email um, and uh, some pictures of some food she made, which was really cool. So thanks for that that shout out. We really liked it. And um, I don't know, just anybody else wants to email us, we really appreciate them. Any feedback's really awesome. Yeah, it's good to hear what people like, what they don't like, or what kind of things they get from our show. Yeah. Um, it's I don't know. It's it's exciting for us to keep doing the show. Yeah. To know that people are listening. Mm-hmm. Um, but we learn as much from um, our listeners. I'd I'd hope as they learn from us. So. Yeah. So keep them coming. Thanks for that email. Um, we go through some food. So last I've we got a lot of parties coming up. We're just always so busy. This is why this is taking us a long time to get these out. But, like, we bought a house to flip. <laughs> I'm pregnant. I'm trying to quit my job. You we know? had a shower on Saturday. Yeah, and then we have Bob's first birthday this Saturday. Which is exciting. If you listen to the show from the beginning, it started with a, little baby. a young Bob. Yeah. And Lisa getting back to partying after having a baby. And now I'm not partying at all. We just summer and travel and podcasting and beer. and Now I'm just pregnant and (laughs) stuck at home without shoes on. (laughs) Barefoot and pregnant at home. Yep. Because I can't afford new shoes. You're really good at it. Anyways, um, so this weekend we have Bob's first birthday. And I've been planning out the menu for that. And uh, it's been pretty... It's a pretty intense menu. So a um, couple of Jimmy's sisters, a couple, I don't know if a couple of them are or just, I know one of your sisters is keto and um, she's coming out. And so I was like, I'm going to make some keto vegan food, which <laughs> is like a piece of celery. It's not, not too many vegan <laughs> not a lot of options. dishes. Um, there's some. So I'm going to make chia, chia seed pudding. Chia pudding, you know? Okay. Have you? Do you remember having that? It's like, mm. it's like you make chia seeds and then you just put like a bunch of like coconut milk with it, and it turns into kind of like a yogurty pudding taste. You had no. it at a restaurant. Did I like it? Yeah. Sounds gross. No, it was good. It's really good. So I'm gonna make that, which is keto vegan, and then um, what else? There's something else that was vegan keto that I was like, oh, we eat those all the time. Those chocolate oh. balls. Um, yeah, but I can't use regular sugar. So I was like, can I use maple syrup? And Jacqueline was like, oh, God, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, she didn't say it like that, but I don't think maple syrup falls under keto. Um, no, pepitas, um, in the Venn diagram of keto and vegan, pepitas, pumpkin seeds, are apparently really low carb. Oh. So I was going to make some roasted pumpkin seeds. We eat those all the time anyways. Are those called pepitas? 
Y- yeah, those like green seeds that I roast on the stove. Yeah, the pumpkin yeah. seed is called the pepita. Yeah, I guess. I don't know why it's not just called a pumpkin seed. I, I like them a lot, especially I like roasted. pepitas better than pumpkin seeds. I like the name just of it. Just the word. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's part of my menu. And then... You could name our podcast listeners pepitas, pepitas instead of beaters. Little pepitas? <laughs> Sounds so cute. It does. Um, okay, so let's just run through it. Just so for my clarity of what's going to go on this weekend, because I'm pretty sure there's... Um, I think there's 10 people coming to stay at our house maybe we could just do a podcast with all 10 of them we should (laughs) (laughs) but 10 people are coming to our home for this weekend they're all staying here i've kicked our nanny and the our our friend who lives above our garage yeah we have like a garage apartment so i've kicked them all out so that we can house all these people here and we're gonna make it it's gonna happen there's gonna be 10 10 house guests that's awesome. A, that's really um, ambitious. I'm excited. Yeah, that's this is like a movie. You know, they're all like, "We can get a hotel. We can get a hotel." I'm like, "No, no. we've we've been planning for this for two years." Yeah, it's a lot, and we don't. We're not even using the basement. It's true. Like, we have extra room. If anybody wants to come to Bob's birthday, I got two more two more spots to sleep for people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's funny because like we don't have a gigantic house, but it sounds like we do. Yeah, we just have. Just well, we have the apartment that helps. Yeah, obviously. but we did just buy a house that we're gonna flip. In yeah, the, in the hood. No one is allowed to stay there. I think there was a pack of dogs living there before we bought it. Smells like it. Yeah, it smells really bad. But anyways, let me go through the menu. So Friday, um, everyone's coming in. I was just gonna make snacks. That's when I was gonna do those papitas, um, and maybe something else. I don't know, but I wasn't. I wasn't gonna supply dinner for that night. And then Saturday is the big party. So what's on the menu? Vegan party menu. I'm going to make a sweet pasta salad because that goes over well with everyone and just throw a bunch of veggies in it and like some Italian dressing and call it a day. For my keto people, I'm going to use spiralized noodles instead of pasta because that's just veggies. And that's just veggies on veggies, man. I hope they can get down with veggies. I think so. Um, and then we're having sliders. So um, a veggie burger slider. So I'm going to make my own veggie burger and then, you know, just make them tiny and put them on a little slider because that's cute for a little party. Um, Those tofu sliders. Yeah. This past weekend, I had a Oof. baby shower for one of my friends and I made some sliders and they were made out of a marinated tofu. And then I put like... Uh, like radish and cilantro and some cabbage and green onions and then a sriracha sriracha mayo on it and um, it was like an Asiany flair uh, slider. It was really good. Yeah, I had five or six for lunch today. Yeah. Um, what else is on the menu? Ugh, pregnancy brain. And you got me off track. Sliders, pasta salad. Chex Mix, which is not keto. No. But super delicious. If you make your own Chex Mix, not that Chex Mix, I don't think Chex Mix is not vegan, but you make your own Chex Mix and it's like warm and seasoned. It's delicious. I've had a lot of that the last few days. Yeah. And then, I'm, I don't know, I think there's something else in there. There has to be. Oh, taco cups. That's what I was really excited about. Is that I'm going to put like a little tortilla in like a little shell and then put like refried beans and then a bunch of toppings on top of it. So it's like a little 
literally like a walking taco, not like the walking tacos that are in Frito bags. Oh, those are awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the menu. And then we got a apple butter and spiced cake <laughs> for the cake. And that'll be good and delicious. Yeah. It's from Patty Cake, which is a local vegan bakery around here. And they only put out good food. So Bob will smash on that. Yeah. He eats everything. Um, so that's our food. Oh, and then Easter's on Sunday. Yeah. This is just helping me with my clarity. Easter, we're having pierogies. And I'm going to make some spaghetti squash hash browns, which are vegan Ooh. and keto instead of hash browns. And then I'm going to make... Um, a tofu quiche so just like a regular quiche but instead make it out of tofu and then um, something else I think monkey bread did you ever have this bread like this was like a like when my mom made this it was like oh my gosh Christmas morning it was like monkey bread yeah it was no. you put like frozen biscuits in a bunt pan in the oven <laughs> before you go to bed and you sprinkle like a some bunt pan <laughs> Yeah, do you know what that is? No. Okay. Well, you just put it in like a cook, like a cooking pan. I don't know how to describe that. But anyways, you sprinkle it with like um, a pudding mix and like cinnamon and butter, and then you leave it in there overnight, and then the biscuits rise overnight, and then you bake it, and it's like turns into like this caramelized. It's like one giant cinnamon roll. <laughs> That's not keto. No. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, it's delicious. I have not experienced monkey bread. Yeah, well, you will this Sunday. I'm down. And then we're going to have an Easter egg hunt. So. Out of plastic eggs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, not real eggs. Real eggs. <laughs> no. Hard-boiled eggs. Well, I'm also not hiding real eggs outside. Yeah. Dude, we made this joke before. Like, what if we forget one? And then that's like wrong on so many levels that I happened like a rotten egg in my family as a kid yeah um but lisa tried to save a chicken today oh god this is okay last story <laughs> then we'll get okay. on topic um sorry i feel like this is i feel like if you like progressively listen you notice that like i feel like my clarity and like my thought processes have gone just totally wayward but this is what happens when you get pregnant you just I have no idea what's going on at all times. I just run out of emotions and like hunger. Like <laughs> I have nothing going on. Anyways, um, this morning there was like an alert from our neighborhood and it was like urgent. There's a chicken on, it was like a, the main road. It was like, a, there's a chicken on the main road. I hope it's okay. And so like I'm. Yeah, and we live in a city. Like, yeah, this is a main <laughs> yeah, road. We can see downtown Columbus from our house. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I get this alert and I'm, I didn't work today. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> well, I had a doctor's appointment. Um, so I'm like, okay, I got to go get this chicken. So I go and get a blanket and a box and I'm just walking down Broad Street. Did you drive or just walk? Oh no, I just walked. <laughs> and I just <laughs> walking, wish I saw that. walking up and down Broad with a box and a blanket and like frantically looking about for this chicken. It was supposed to... It, they described it as a uh, white chicken that was dirty. Were you going to like pick it up and put it in the box I and then gonna, put like a little blanket on it? No, I was going <laughs> to use the blanket and throw the blanket over it because chickens are super skittish. And so I was going to throw the blanket over it and then, you know, like get it that way and then put it in the box. And then I was going to put it in our backyard. And like in my head when this was going down, I was like, I'm so excited to have a chicken as a pet now. Yeah, I was hoping to come home to one, to be yeah. honest with you. But I also, when I sent you that message, I was like joking. Yeah. It's like, hey, Lisa, aboard? Look, there's a chicken. And then five minutes later, she's like, 
I don't know. I don't see it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, God, she went out for oh, it. Oh, I walked, like, up and down Broad Street. And then the worst part was is that I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you're on Facebook and whatnot, but, um, like, neighborhoods have their own little forums to, like, talk about the neighborhood. Yeah, it's and, next door. Yeah. It's a pretty common app. Um, so you're not uh, you're not supposed to use the urgent thing because it sends everyone in the neighborhood um, an email. And so I got a text. You did? Yeah, I about the chicken. Up. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, this lady sent out urgent. There's a chicken on Broad Street, and so of course I, I was like, this is this is very credible urgent material. This is good. I need to go get this chicken. And then I come back and I couldn't find it, so I like went on the app to be like, what happened to the chicken? Does anybody know what happened to the chicken? And the owner of the next door app. Or the, you know, like the admin took it down and was like, and then put out another post that was like, you were not supposed to use urgent for things like a lost chicken. It should only be for lost, like, people or uh, some, like, yeah. catastrophic things. And then, like, because we're all so annoying, it started a whole conversation with, like, everyone in the neighborhood being like, well, I think a lost chicken is a credible, urgent uh, call. Like, now people are arguing about whether or not this lost chicken was a credible, urgent alert For about not. 12 hours today, nonstop. Yeah. But, like, I kept, I commented probably four times, being like, okay, but what happened to the chicken? But, yeah, but what about the chicken? Has anyone <laughs> no seen one, the chicken? No one's responded to me. Like, I even got on the Facebook group, and I was like, what happened to the chicken? And people were, like, liking it, and I was like, but seriously, <laughs> <laughs> Where's the chicken? Like I'm, I'm. I want to start like a search party. Like, what happened to this chicken? Somebody, I'm sure it's somebody's chicken, and they got it. I, I hope so because it's not on Broad Street anymore. No, I didn't see any. And there's some neighborhoods off of Broad that I wouldn't want any chicken to go into. Yeah, well, they did say it was dirty. Yeah. <laughs> so that was our day. That we, was my day. We don't have a chicken, anyways. No, well, I tried though. I tried real hard. Good job. Um, well, today's topic, um, we've done a couple environmental episodes, but um, it keeps coming up, and recently around the world, there's been a lot of water shortages and uh, droughts, so that's been on the news lately. I think South Africa has a lot going on right now. And Is South Africa in like an actual drought? I thought they like always were in a drought. Uh, I mean, it comes and goes, obviously, mm-hmm. based on the weather, but there's but one- I South Africa- is okay maybe just like i thought parts of africa were kind of like california in the west and that well they're deserts yeah yeah that it was kind of like that's not (laughs) a great place to you live in the desert pack up shop you know like yeah well like water is scarce it doesn't have to be though i guess that's the point is it getting worse it's getting much 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 worse like exponentially and because um, of people yeah because of animal agriculture okay um, this is interesting. So there's the show. Yeah, there it is. We're done. The uh, <laughs> the book I so a lot of things. You know, everyone has their stories of what made them vegan. For me, it started with the cowspiracy, the documentary. And I've said this before. I'm not. I never considered myself an environmentalist, but that doesn't mean I didn't care about the environment. Yeah. And most Americans, I guess the statistic is 80% of Americans, when polled, claim to be an environmentalist. 80% claim to be an environmentalist? Yeah, so two out of ten are like, I don't care, man. No, that's funny because I honestly, I don't think, I think I am by default, but it's not like a, 
not like I wouldn't put that on my resume that I'm an environmentalist. Yeah, but if someone asked you, are you environmentally conscious, you would say yes, right? I, I just think I'm, you know what I think it is, is I'm just a normal human being that is conscious of everything, you know? Like, yeah. I don't think you should, you don't have to be labeled as an environmentalist to like not want to totally screw up the earth, you know? Yeah, like, I, I think agree that's with that. what an environmentalist is now is that like, yeah, I don't want to, to, uh, attribute to that like floating island of plastic in the ocean. Like I don't think that's so absurd that like I'm going to use um you know reusable bags instead of plastic because cuz the opposite is literally ridiculous. That's kind of the point of this whole that's like the thesis of the show. Um everyone pretty much is an environmentalist. Everyone is going to turn the water off while they brush their teeth or... You don't. It enrages me. Well, I guess, yeah. Um, or I just don't... <laughs> I don't understand why people don't do that. Like, what are you doing? Do you need the temperature of the water to be a correct temperature? No. It's you know? just... I don't know. I never think about... Um, I'll do it. Like, I'll, like, put water on my toothbrush, turn it off, put the toothpaste on, get it wet again, brush... Like, I turn the water on and off, like, five times while I'm... I, like, That's what you're kind of taught to do as a kid, too. Yeah, it was strict house in mine. Yeah. You got like a cup of water. You used it all day long. Yeah, right. I'm just kidding. Um, but that's that's the point here. Everyone everyone feels that way. Everyone wants to protect the earth. So I guess so people my just don't know. thought process here is it's one or the other. It's either they don't know how destructive animal agriculture is and that it's literally the worst um, thing that most people do to our environment, or they kind of know and they, they ignore it and... The, and they put push it into the back of their head. For me yeah. personally, after watching Cowspiracy, it was you couldn't push it. You couldn't push it away. I was like, "Holy crap!" Um, even if I have to make sacrifices, and I, I'd probably be in that twenty percent that did not consider to be an environmentalist. That's I'll weird. I'll admit, you know, I've yeah. Never, you wanted like a Hummer. I, I mean, I drive a car that gets the same gas mileage as one. I never cared about that. I didn't. I recycled in New York because you had to. When I moved to Ohio, I didn't. I threw everything in the garbage. <laughs> And, uh, I think I was always a environmentalist and just didn't know it. Do you know I had a friend, like, not growing up, but she was, like, a, a friend in my 20s, and she honest to God. So she started dating this guy who, like, was an honest-to-God environmentalist, and she, like, genuinely asked me one day, and she was like, hey, do you actually recycle? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you moron. Like, where are you living? Well, it's hard. it was harder when I moved to Ohio. Uh, now we have like recycling bins you can put out on the curb. But yeah, when I moved to Ohio, they didn't do that. You had to no, I can actually tell you do it yourself. Lots of stories about my mom petitioning to get everyone in our neighborhood to start recycling. We were always on the cutting edge of that stuff, man. You were. We recycled when like way back in the day. Oh well, gosh, we had to like used to bundle up our newspapers and take them to a recycling bin. I remember my dad. I, my dad would tie them in a knot, and he'd always make me put my finger down to like tie the <laughs> knot, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was a huge pain like in the butt. Like 70s you grew I up? I guess so. That was really weird. Uh, New York always had recycling since I was a little kid. So you had your little bin that you put out, and if there was recyclables in your garbage can, they wouldn't take it. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't- There's an incentive to only yeah. recycle. And there's a five cent deposit on every single can and bottle mm-hmm. since I was, I guess, Wonder born. why- and Ohio we, isn't different. Yeah, I mean, it worked. Nobody threw out a can Yeah, because you're going to get money back for it. And yeah. you're in college, you know. We have colleagues that come over here, and we have a special 
beer chute made oh, yeah, for made recyclable cans. Like in our pantry, there's this like tube um, that it's like a chute and that it goes down to the basement and there's a huge recycling bin in the basement because we have two recycling bins. And uh, so it's like fun. Call it Frank. We feed Frank our beer cans. But we still have people come over and they'll throw cans away. And I'm like, we made this super fun thing. Why weren't you using it? Yeah, but again, everyone, not everyone, but most people in this country um, are mindful of the fact that the earth needs to be protected. Yeah, we need to be careful about what we do to the earth. Hey, hey, I know you want to go on, but before we do, can we say a little thing about plastic bags and how terrible they are and how no one should use them? Um, They're so bad. I don't know if you know that. But we use them. Though. No, I try to avoid them as much as I can. Well, and if we do get them, bring them I, back, right? You can, but I don't think those. I don't think it's like a hundred percent foolproof. You can avoid using plastic bags still. Yeah, well, if you're in California, you you, you can't. You already do that. You'd be like, think <laughs> about it. Like when you go like shopping or something. Like you can't those bags. I don't really think. I don't even like to use those bags. Like yeah. don't don't use plastic bags. Use your own bags all the time. Just FYI. Well, aside from all that, if you really want to help the environment, switch to a plant-based vegan diet. Yeah. Um, one of the books I'm rereading, it was I think it was the first book I read after I watched Cowspiracy. Um, I just Googled, you know, what's a good vegan book, and it was uh, John Robbins' Food Revolution. Um, so I'm rereading it, and it's pretty awesome, um, but it was written in 2001. So mm-hmm. a lot of these environmental statistics I'm going to throw out over the next few minutes, come from a book written in 2001. So Very dated. It's, it's gotten way worse. But this guy, John Robbins, he's the son of Robbins from Baskin Robbins Ice Cream. Um, and he's, in my opinion, kind of cutting edge. I don't know what he's doing right now, to be honest. Um, but a lot of the stuff in this book is stuff that is really taken off lately all over you know, Twitter and Facebook and our podcasts and other vegan podcasts. Um, he kind of, in my opinion, was ahead of the game. Um, but just so you know, a lot of these statistics come from um, that book. And if you haven't read it, it's fantastic. You should. Um, Food Revolution, John Robbins. Um, so, yeah, the topics are pretty much farming, water. Um, we've already talked about, you know, global warming or, you know, um, greenhouse gases. We've already talked about cow and pig excrement and things like that. We're just going to kind of retouch um, a lot of these mostly focused around water though. Um, farming though used to be a lot different. It used to be kind of self-sustaining, right? Like cow poop does have some value in farming for fertilizer and things like that. Yeah. They'd um, like re they'd let the land go fallow and then that land would be useful the next year. Right. Yeah. I like, learned about that in school, like rotating <laughs> crops. Yeah. You had like certain fields and yeah. you, you kept moving across them. Yeah. I think those days are gone. There used to be. Um, you know, the cows ate the grass, they pooped in the grass and then, you know, they, they used that as fertilizer to grow food, to then feed to the animals again. And it mm-hmm. was all just this beautiful circle of life and did help feed people. And, um, again, well, that's a farm that had farm animals and grew crops. Our yeah. farms these days are factories. It's a whole different mindset. It's not, it's not a, it's not a farm. It's factory. Yeah. There's this one quote from a farmer says, um, Farmers used to be like that. Now there's 60 acres of concrete and 10 acres of manure. Yeah. And that's pretty much what a, a, a cow farm is mm-hmm. now. 
Um, so there obviously has to be some consequences for this. In the last 50 years, our meat consumption has quadrupled. There's 20 billion livestock on Earth. Um, that's twice as many people. Mm -hmm. uh, three times as many people, actually. Three times. Aren't we at nine billion? I think seven billion. Right. Between seven and eight. Um, so obviously, there has to be some consequences. And most of these animals are larger than we are. So we think about... Mm -hmm waste we've talked about this before you know the industrial revolution and stuff like the the issue of what you do with human waste in cities um that hasn't really been solved for animals and they're producing producing a lot more waste than we are what can we do with that weight they should turn cow poop into um gas fuel mm -hmm. yeah run our cars off it yeah wait that seems like a logical i feel like they they could do that probably it's mm. don't edit that out it's <laughs> <laughs> This. Someone's, like, someone's knocking on the door right now. <laughs> She's going to shut us down. Mm. Great ideas. Yeah. Um, but water, again, has been the topic lately. Cape Town just keeps coming up in the news. Cape Town in this? South Africa? Yeah. And they have, uh, it's it's a fairly industrialized city where they're they're running out of water and they're going to, ra they're rationing the amount of water you can get. So you have to Water like, roars. You have to walk and get, to get water jugs and this is like and an like, industrialized city this yeah is there's not like armed guards that say here's your 20 jugs of water i don't know how however many liters can you go to the is. grocery store and buy more water no there isn't any there's no, no water all no. the water has to come from like the government yes yeah, so they have like you know their water That's, hold on a second stop <laughs> let's just like process that the mm. in cape town south south africa you cannot go to the grocery store and buy more water. You get a rationed portion of water from the government. So yes. that's like, it doesn't matter how rich you are or how poor you are, you only get a certain number of gallons of water. Or I'm liters. sure there's some, some people yeah. that get to take advantage of. But that's terrifying. Yeah, the news, uh, CNN 10, which is like a student news, mm -hmm. um, showed a piece where a couple uh, CNN anchors lived for 24 hours on the amount of water that people in Cape Town are allowed to live off of. And it was pretty, it was, it was a pretty neat thing to watch because they had to, and they were, this was here in America. Uh, but they filled up their jugs, they put them on the kitchen table. And then, you know, throughout the day they all had to bathe and share the same bath water. Um, they used that bath water in the toilet to flush the toilet. Is, and then they used the some of it to wash clothes. Of Cape Town? Is it warm all the time? Uh, yeah, it's pretty Way warm. Way below the equator, right? Yeah. Okay. Because in the summertime, I can, I could go every like two days without showering. <laughs> well, but in the winter, I, I have to shower every day. Is it just for the heat or what? I feel yeah, like I'm just, the opposite. No, I have to like de-thaw. In the summer, I'm always just sweaty and gross. I shower like twice a day. You know what? I don't mind the smell of my sweat. Okay. Do you want to know a secret? Yeah. I haven't used deodorant in like a month. <laughs> well, I haven't noticed. Yeah. You know what? Like that's, You don't smell. It's like really gross. But one time me and my students were talking about it and I was like, I'm going to start making my own deodorant. And we had this like joke about it. And then then I was like, okay, I'm just like, I'm going to see. And then I didn't wear deodorant. And I was like, there's, it's the same. Like there's no, absolutely no <laughs> difference here. If First I've, of all, I use your deodorant. I use men's deodorant when I do use deodorant. It probably lasts like four days on you. Maybe that's, yeah, just like once every couple days. If I forget to put deodorant on by like two in the afternoon, I can smell myself. Really? It's, it's rarely happened, but the times that it has, I immediately catch a whiff. and I'm... I don't know. Hashtag blessed. I just don't smell. And I don't sweat that much, which That's... is like annoying because sometimes like I'm working out real hard and I'll be like, 
Nothing. Mm. Well, funny life hack that I figured out when I was 35. What? <laughs> I used to be known for like, I wear a dress shirt to work and my armpits sweat insanely. Yeah, to the you produced like, some water over there, man. I could see kids like snickering about it because I just have these huge things in my armpits, especially when I was like a little nervous. It's so embarrassing. Or going into a cold build or a warm building in the winter, that'd be the worst. I'd feel it, like, like drip clammy and like run down my sides. Jesus. And then my shirts would get gross and they'd get like crusty from like the deodorant and like. But anyways, disgusting. within the last few years, I think it was like three years ago, I accidentally bought deodorant that didn't have... Antiperspirant? Yeah, it wasn't antiperspirant. Which always, is funny because antiperspirant, that's to make you not sweat. Yeah, and you have to kind of find it. Like most deodorant is antiperspirant. I, I buy it for you. There's uh, Old Spice has like a one... It's like their original one. Yeah, it's like it's like 40 cents. Yeah. <laughs> Comes in a metal can. No, it's, it's normal, but... Uh, when I accidentally bought that and started using that, I yeah. it completely changed. I don't sweat at all. I, I mean, I sweat, but mm-hmm. my armpits don't sweat. I mean, I sweat when I exercise, but I used to sweat just standing there mm-hmm. and my, like, just rings. It was disgusting. I'm glad we got that one figured out. Yeah. So, if anyone out there, if you have this problem, don't um, wear antiperspirant. Get off the antiperspirant. Or apparently. just don't wear anything like me. No, don't do that. It's I like, that's a straight up hippie move. Oh, it's, you know? You don't smell, but some of our students do and they need to know you know what i it's like no i gotta stand topic but it's uh <laughs> i think you gotta like train your body because i don't smell like i i know it's like a really bizarre thing to think that like you don't wear deodorant it's fine but i don't know i just don't maybe my, my arms are just up all the time no it could be like I like don't... i'm always talking with my hands my arms like there's just never a time to like so create flowing yeah there. there's never a time to create any sweat well, i there. don't i don't use lotion and i never get dry yeah, and, then, and I have to use lotion. And when I start using chapstick, then I have to keep using chapstick. It's I think it might be something like that. No, oh. it's not. If you don't use deodorant, you stink. I'm sorry. Well, I don't. Lisa just is a special, special creature. I just don't creature. sweat, and I don't smell, and my shit doesn't smell mm-hmm. either, and I'm just Must be a vegan roses. thing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, well, back to the water. It was interesting that um, they had some statistics. There's always talk about how much water um, is used to produce um, beef. Lisa's sniffing her armpits right now. I want you to to smell it. Sorry. I don't. Um, (laughs) So according to the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, so obviously there'd be a little bit of bias there. Mm -hmm. um, Back in 2000, they admit that one pound of beef uses about 441 gallons of water. Okay. Um, But according to the chairman of Food Science and Human Nutrition Department of the College of Agriculture and Natural Resources. Way more credible. At Michigan State University. Um, they estimate about 2,500 gallons of water are used to produce one pound of beef. That's a lot. Um, a couple others that run around that same number. Um, but then the California beef, um, there's been some estimates that a pound of beef can cost up, can use up to 5,000 gallons. Because I think a lot of California beef is they're more of a grazer. Yeah. And a lot of uh, some of that water is, you know, the water that's used to grow the food that they eat. Yeah, um, but let's we say we talked about that. It's not ju- yeah, like the cows not eating or drinking five thousand no. gallons. But, I mean, they're drinking a tremendous amount, but yeah, it's, they do. But it's, it's other things that go into it. Their feed and their feed, right? I don't know. It seems <laughs> to be like just that. Well, the clean stuff too, like to clean their shit off the concrete and stuff yeah. like that. Water's used, uh, but let's say so. You know, five thousand is extreme. Four forty-one is what even the cattlemen will admit. Um, how much 
water do you think you use in the shower Ugh, a week? Well, I took a really long shower this morning. How long are your showers? Because they seem like Because I was stops. like, I like to have like, um, I like to tell people off that I'm like on my bad list like when I'm in the shower, you know? You don't I ever don't do that? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't ever like, like I get, I like have my comebacks in the shower, like, like oh yeah, well this is what I, you know, like. <laughs> oh Can you, you don't give ever me an example? That? Oh, like I told off our boss this morning for like 15 minutes. In the shower? Like, yeah, it was like, it's like when I gather my thoughts about like what my comebacks are going to be. Wow, I don't. Oh, I learn something new about you every day. <laughs> it's like a theatrical performance going on in the shower. Wow. <laughs> I guess we so like 45 minutes. No, um, I don't know. Five to ten minutes. Yeah, that's the average. The average shower is like seven minutes. Might go pretty long, but I have a lot don't to do th- in there. What do you think about in the shower? I Just washing yourself? You're like, oh, hair. Uh-oh. Yeah, Armpits. Like, what's next? What's Shave. next? I have, I have, I have a, quite a routine. I say I say a prayer in the shower in the you morning. Do? That's when I get my prayers in. I, I tell people off. <laughs> but I have to shave my neck. Oh. Um, I use my nasal douche where I squeeze salt water through my uh, nas- nasal cavity. There's been yeah, times it where it's minutes. been like, I'm like 10 minutes into my shower and I'm like, crap, I haven't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like a go, 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 go. And then I, when I, by the time I'm done, I'm like, now I can just stand here. But then at that point, I'm like. Ready to get out. Yeah, and then I hit the cold. And try to do sixty seconds ice cold water. No. Any minute. Anyway, so let's let's say you take a seven minute shower a day. So it's about forty nine minutes a week. Okay. Estimate about fifty minutes a week in the shower. Um, that's normal. Um, a pretty low flow rate for a shower would be about two gallons a minute. So we're talking about a hundred gallons a week. Um, fifty two weeks in a year. We're talking about uh, fifty two hundred gallons of water. Okay, so one pound of beef or one really, one really nice pound of beef equals our showers for a year. For a year, that's on the high end estimate. On the low end estimate, it'd be you know a a few burgers. Right. So think about that when you um, are putting a low flow shower head on, or you're turning the water off while you brush your Mm -hmm. teeth. Doesn't matter. Like a year's worth of showers is probably how many burgers. Uh, non-vegan, non-vegetarian eats in a week, mm-hmm. which that's which. If you care about the environment, some people don't, you know. But if you do care, yeah, this and is people do care, yeah. And I, I, you can't unhear this. Hear this if you are not, <laughs> if you are not a vegan, a but you box. are. It's, it's, it's just frustrating because I know a lot of people who are very, very hardcore environmentalists, and they get all over people about it even on facebook today i keep seeing people posting um that the jimmy john's um owner shoots like big game and there's did pictures you see of him that like from my facebook probably did you yeah <laughs> which yeah that's messed up but most of the people that keep sharing that are like going to subway oh, and yeah. eating chicken and beef and it's like yeah he shot an elephant and it died immediately mm-hmm. But what happened to those cows? I mean, right. this is coming from me, who really doesn't right. ever care that much about those things. No, but and but it, no, it makes it's sense. hypocrisy. It's yeah, it's when people choose that like this cute animal or this like majestic animal's cooler than this other one. But also, it's the environment. Like I don't know, the Earth doesn't like. I like you don't want to get like pot talk on you but the earth's not gonna like let you know when it's like crying like yeah. it's not like 
We just have to look at it and be like, oh, that looks real crappy. Well, actually, I mean, it's a good transition. Um, that's the thing about the water is we don't really know. The uh, analogy that Robbins uses in his book is like it's kind of like if you have a car that doesn't have a gas gauge mm-hmm. and you're just driving it. And then it and just blows. Yeah, you put gas in it once in a while, but you're not keeping track of the miles. You're not keeping track of how much gas you're putting in it. Um, there's really no warning sign that a car is going to run out of gas. It might sputter once and then it's done. Mm-hmm. You're not starting that thing again. And it's that's kind of how water like is. Five or six times. I've literally never in my whole entire life run out of gas. You know, live on the edge, man. One time I did it on purpose because I didn't have a gas gauge and I wanted to see how many miles my car would go. Hmm. Till empty, but I had two cans of gas in the trunk. One time I ran out of gas in the middle of winter, in the middle of an intersection, and um, I like pe- pe- people were gonna like riot behind me. It was really bad. And then another time, <laughs> I this is a funny story. I ran out of gas on like a busy road, and the cop came up to me and was like, "Did your car break down?" And I was like, "Yeah, it doesn't have gas." And he got real mad, and then he went back to his car to go get. Um, gas. And then the funniest part is that a guy that I went on a date with drove by at the exact moment when the cop was putting gas into my car. And he was just like, what? Like, it's embarrassing. Yeah. He was, well, he <laughs> thought I was like an idiot to begin with. And he was like, what's going on? And I was like, I'm running out of gas. <laughs> well, no offense. When I hear of people running out of gas, I think like, what are you, an idiot? Yeah, I didn't prepare. Because I've driven... S- insane distances with my car on empty so you yep. have to just be like just real insane. i don't care i just yep you just kept going there's this is a magic car yeah and it will no. forever just keep going well, there's a moron there's a complete moron you yeah. know what the, the worst part of it is that like the majority of those times that i ran out of gas i had a gas card like that that i didn't just, even have to pay laziness. for gas and i was like look i think it's okay i don't know i'm, I'm not fine. gonna go get gas well, unlike um, gas and oil and a lot of these other things that we're worrying about running out of, um, there's alternatives to gas. There's mm-hmm. alternatives to oil. There's alternatives to all of our power sources. There is no alternative to water. No. No one's going to discover n- good point. new water or make something that makes new water. Maybe there's going to be ways to turn salt water into drinkable water, but that takes a tremendous amount of energy that we're running out we're of also. we drain our oceans. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of it, but to turn salt water into drinkable water is is an incredible drain of energy that that the world can't afford anymore either. No, it doesn't. Ugh. Yeah, isn't it kind of annoying that we're literally like raping our planet of its natural resources for our gluttonous benefit to eat some freaking meat when you don't have to? And a lot of people don't know that. They don't know that. So well, you all should know. Half of the U.S. water is used for livestock. That's half. It, but like, okay, so if you want to eat some meat and like you're like, oh, I just, I just love meat. Oh, it's so good. You know what? Just scale it back, man. Like, if yeah. you know that one pound of beef is equal to low end four hundred pound what gallons, high end five thousand gallons, you should take that into account when you're eating beef, you know? Like have it every once in a while. You cannot be eating it for three times a, a day, which is that's what people have that's, it. That's you know? how my students today, they're like kids like, Murray, I just don't know how you do it. How can you not eat a cheeseburger? Like they're so good. And I was like, Yeah. Well, I don't eat it for breakfast. I was like, they are good. I was like, Do you like ice cream? And he's like, Yeah, I love ice cream. I'm like, why don't you eat it? three times a day, seven days a week. He's like, well, for a lot of reasons. I'd get sick. It's bad for me. I'd be unhealthy. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I don't eat meat. Mm -hmm. And if you, I mean, 
So I never really preach to anybody to be a vegan. I try to convince them, you know, that it's the best way to go. But um, it's more of the problem environmentally is not that we're eating meat. It's that we're eating meat nonstop all day, every day. It's Mm -hmm. killing us and environmentally. But we've talked about the health and we just give an inch. They take a mile. Yeah. You just got to tone it down Um, or give it up. It's really easy to give up. Um, Have you ever heard of the. Ogalala um, water fire. No. I wrote this out. Um, Ogalala. Ogalala. Ogalala aquifer. This is the largest body of freshwater on Earth. Oh. I've oh. never heard of this. Um, it stretches, it's underground from South Dakota to Texas. It's the largest chunk of freshwater anywhere. Um, and it's one of the reasons we're the largest producer of grain per capita. Um, we have the largest food supply. Um, you know, amber waves of grain. Did you mm-hmm. know that's the lyric? I don't okay. know why I always thought that said gray. Um, and it never really made sense to me. But um, I feel like probably because amber is like a prequel for a, a color, you know? Yeah. Well, we have the most grain. Wait, what does amber mean in that sentence? Amber waves of grain. Yeah, amber. The, is the, amber mean like... The color of the wheat that we grow. Amber like waves in the of winds, grain. Out in the fields. People used to talk weird back in the day. <laughs> it's, it's nice. I it's like weird. it. Um, so a uh, third of all groundwater for irrigation comes from it. So most of the U.S. food supply that is the largest food supply in the world and the largest grain supply comes from the Ogalawa Lala. Um, Lala aquifer. Um, but it's not like a river. Or a stream, it's mm-hmm. just it's water. Just a body. Yeah, it's from like a melted glacier from a gazillion it's years like ago. It's like a pocket of water underneath the ground. Exactly. And aquifers are like uber fresh water. Like, yeah, we like should really be nice drinking water. that stuff. But it doesn't. It does not replenish. Yeah. It's a finite amount of water. Mm-hmm. Um, but guess what's happening to it? It's being <laughs> depleted. Yeah, it's being depleted rapidly. Um, yeah, so rain doesn't really recharge it or, or anything. But before we had factory farms, we'd hardly put a dent in it. And now we take 13 trillion gallons yearly out of this thing. And almost all of that is for beef. Um, so when we think about um, that drying up, it's technology that's kind of helping us do that. Mm-hmm. So not only do we have these factory farms where we're rapidly producing you know, beef, for consumption, we have all of these high-tech uh, diesel electric pumps now that we can suck this out of the ground at like used to not be able super to fast paces. Yeah, just you just couldn't get the water out right. fast enough. Um, now it's it's coming out like you know the the whole thing's going to be. I mean, it, and when it is gone, that's scary. Mm-hmm. And this is not just that aquifer; it's it's around the world. They're they're depleting quickly, and almost all of it is going to cattle. And again, I mean, unfortunately. It's going to, I guess, have to get worse before it gets better. Look, doesn't that make you a little mad that, yeah. like, literally people are screwing up our earth? Yeah, I mean, the, you have to, we're victims of other people's decisions, whether it's medically or um, economically, like but Bob's also environmentally. are going to have a severely screwed up earth. Yeah. That's really sad. <laughs> Heart disease and no water. Oh and they'll God. be crawling through feces. Oh no. Something's going to give. Um, it's going to give. People are going to figure this out uh, w- when they have to. Usually, you know, necessity is what changes people's decisions, I guess. But who knows? 
Um, so that's that's the scary water stuff. But the other thing, it's you know, an issue with our water is all of the excrement, which we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these animals go to the bathroom a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more chickens processed in the U.S. than there are people in the world. So there's almost 8 billion chickens a year processed in the U.S. Uh, more turkeys um, than people in the U.S. 60 million beef cattle. Um, all of those things go to the bathroom. And it has to go somewhere. So eventually it wakes, most of it works its way down to the water. So we're not even talking about the water that's used for um, producing cattle and chicken. That's just we're not even factoring in the water that's being destroyed, right. destroyed by their shit. The polluted water. That's not incorporated in that 400 to 5,000 pounds. Mm-hmm. Or not pounds. What are they? Liters? Gallons? What water? Yeah. What country am I in this no. today? We, we go with gallons oh, okay. <laughs> in this house. This is a gallon household. <laughs> um, so animals produce 130 times more waste than humans do. Ugh, I believe. 130 times more I waste. I believe that. Sam poops like five times a day. It's disgusting. He doesn't need to. When it's like the fourth one, it's like that wasn't done. Yeah, Sam. like you ever walk your dog and it tries to mark everything? With poop? With pee. Sam, he'll take a nice, solid, like regular mm-hmm. dog shit, pick it up, throw it out, and then he goes 10 feet, sees another dog, and then he'll push something else out. And yeah. it's just a, it's a little less solid. And then and by the fourth one, going. it's just like. It's the worst. It's just mush and. Oh, it's disgusting. But we still love you. Yeah. Especially because you get harassed by bob every day yeah he takes it pretty well he but does. he's a good dog if you drive by like a human waste facility which we have a couple obviously in mm-hmm. columbus and all cities and you know besides the wastewater treatment plant yeah my brother used to take his now wife there on dates why just my to look at a it nerd no just to like see cool stuff yeah he was like really into water it is fascinating that they have to process. Yeah. I mean, the fact that like where it is. Yeah, didn't you ever watch like the Magic School Bus one on this? No. Ugh. Riveting. Yeah. But Look it up. If you have to like, like what we put into the toilet travels all the way there and it goes to the super high tech detailed mm-hmm. process that technology has led us to. Um, but animals are producing 130 times more waste than we are. You think we've and talked about this and there's nothing. There's no system. Yeah. There's no sewer system. There's it's no. like, let's just spray this down. There's no treatment. We'll just, just yeah. Spray it across those fields over there. Runs into the rivers. Just turn around and then not look at that field again. It's disgusting. Well, in 1997, um, an agricultural committee in the Senate, which, mm-hmm. you know, they saw this coming, but they kind of ignore it now because we've talked about the lobbying and all that. This is a quote from the Senate in 1997. Untreated and unsanitary bubbling with chemicals and disease-bearing organisms, livestock waste goes onto the soil, into the water that many people will ultimately bathe in, wash their clothes with, and drink. It's poisoning rivers. It's killing fish, sickening sickening people. Catastrophic cases of pollution, sickness, and death are occurring in areas where livestock operations are concentrated. Every place where animal factories have located, neighbors have complained of falling sick. It's... And that's not changing. No. Um, the the amount of concern that the Senate or any of our government agencies have for this um, zero is going away, yeah, because of lobbying. But it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And it's hard to hide it now. Uh, we talk about like oil spills. Um, Exxon Valdez, you know, the famous oil spill mm-hmm. that spilled 12 million gallons of oil. There was a, f- a spill of 
hog urine and feces into a river in North Carolina in 1995. That was 25 million gallons of hog urine and feces. Killed 10 to 14 million fish in one river in North Carolina. Apparently North Carolina, I'm sorry if you live in North Carolina, I know tons of people live in North Carolina. It's one of the most gorgeous places in the world and it's turning into like a toilet bowl apparently. the pigs. The pigs, yeah. Um, there's four. I don't like the term hog. I don't like that. It's like hog? Dero- it's like derogatory. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, never mind. Um, four hogs. Sorry, four pigs mm-hmm. for every person in North Carolina. That's that's pretty insane. It's it's crazy. People um, need that bacon, man. There's one plant in Utah. A single hog, Circle Four Farms plant in uh, Milford, Utah, um, produces. The same amount of waste as the whole entire population of Utah. One farm. Like, and that these are just a couple examples yeah. of all across this country. And all of that is just going into the ground. Yeah. And it just washes down into our rivers and lakes. And Why are we even doing anything with our poop then? Exactly. <laughs> well, we just want it away from us, I guess. Yeah, just um, go fill a big hole or something. But I, I mean, know. I guess that's what you do. Live If you live in the country, though, you have a septic tank. You know, yeah. you don't have an outhouse where you poop in a hole. Um, but that's how it used to be, and that's how it is for these animals. That's why these places are horrifying. But everyone around them's getting sick, yeah. and nobody's doing anything about it. And you know, you talk about, you know, different socioeconomic statuses. Mm-hmm. There's people in these areas that are poor, and no one cares that they're dying and contracting all these horrendous illnesses. That's yeah, yeah. That's not cool. It's not cool at all. Um, so all right, I got a couple more statistics to wrap this all up. Um, just kind of full picture. Animals raised for food take up thirty percent of the lands of the surface of the earth. Thirty percent of the land is for animals. Raising animals, yeah, across the earth. I feel like if um, I was from India, I'd be like really pissed at that statistic. There was a lot of people there, but yeah, but like if I was like thirty percent, give me like a point of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, one part I didn't get to that. There's a whole chapter on in, in this book is uh, the West and the land. Mm-hmm. Apparently anything that's not a city. Ugh, do I need to talk about my oh, wild horses? <laughs> and that's that's it. Like if it's not, um, you know, like a rocky mountainside that mm-hmm. animals can't graze or if it's not like an urban area that's concrete, it's being grazed for profit. Yeah. And most I think over two thirds of the U.S. is owned by the government. And then they allow talk about another thing where we're paying the bill for somebody else mm-hmm. most of this country is grazed um and they're running these horses and mm-hmm. foxes and these natural things off the earth so these animals can graze um we're paying for all that but the profits are going directly to these mm-hmm. these corporations they're not paying the government That's... to run these things off the government's doing it so these businesses continue to operate of efficiently yeah and they there's some like weird justification that it's like feeding us, but it's not. No, um, that's so stupid. It's ridiculous. And I have some statistics to back that up. I think this is why my kids said that I would um, not be cool with having a handgun in the classroom. <laughs> because like when we were talking about the horses thing, like I was just dropping mad curse words all over the place. And I was like screaming and like banging on my desk and like, and when I like go off on a tangent, I just I go off. I did yeah. like when I'm passionate about something, like regardless of the topic, like I'm just no holds bar. Like I'll tell them like it is, and they're like, "You just you got too much going take, on." Take it down there. a notch. Yeah. yeah, that's a good quality though. 
Um, sometimes. Scares yeah. people away other times. Yeah. It's fine. Um, I like to take the approach of like, you didn't know that no. animals I was waste like, a lot of I was water. Like, Who in here loves horses? <laughs> <laughs> I do, Mrs. Hornchuck. I was like, do you really? Because you're eating them. <laughs> you're like, what? Right. What does this have to do with what we're learning about? Well, close to a billion of our six to seven billion people on Earth um, don't have enough to eat. On some level, they're Sweet. not. How many? Six. Uh, almost a million. A oh. billion. Almost uh, a billion. Almost one billion. Yeah. I think it's six to seven billion. I was like, damn, no one's eating. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the whole thing. But like one sixth of the people in the world yeah. are not getting the amount Adequate. of calories in a day that they should. And that, and that's. Um, yeah, that's... that doesn't have to be the case, no. which is messed up. And it's getting worse because the population's growing. And at the same time, our desire for meat and dairy is growing and it's making this divide even larger. Yeah. And it's it's not cool, <laughs> to say no. the least. Um, one statistic I saw, I think it was from PETA, was that a 16 pound bag of grain feed. Mm -hmm. um, if you do the math, you feed a cow this. Um, what you're going to get out of that cow from one 16-pound bag of grain um, would produce about one-third the daily calories needed for a human being. If you I need some grains, man. If you fed that bag directly to human beings, mm -hmm. um, it would 100% give 10 people the calories they need. Hmm. Um, so obviously a huge difference there. You're mm -hmm. pouring all of our resources into like a funnel that's spitting out like nothing like yeah, dust it's, it's just not it's not like it's way wicked labor intensive for not that much of a not profit but a product mm. yeah bang for your buck yeah but i mean think of it as like i don't know there's some luxuries that we get to um enjoy in this world especially if you you know are you're better off financially than someone else yeah um, like a and, nice fine whiskey man yeah we buy really nice bottles of whiskey but I'm not chugging it three times a day. I'm having it once every three. Uh, well, I'm not drinking any of it right now. Can't <laughs> Just for the any, record. Can't have any whiskey when you're pregnant. Believe me, I checked. Not even a little. But I can have or, you know, like I would only be drinking that once every three weeks on like a special occasion or something. Not all the time. Like that's what people don't get about meat is that. Oh, you love your meat? Don't give it up then. Just scale it back. Like, are you like so scared to try some other types of foods? What are you for? Yeah. Like, expand your appetite, man. But aside from even that, the fact that you know, maybe that whiskey that you enjoy, or that other luxury that you enjoy, because oh, maybe you have a, you have a decent income, or you know, you've saved up to buy something. Um, you treating yourself to that luxury isn't necessarily hurting someone else. Mm -hmm. um, but the more we treat ourselves to the luxury of meat and dairy, the more someone else is suffering. Mm -hmm. And that's a different kind of luxury that someone has to suffer on the behalf of what you're getting. Yeah. When, in fact, you could be pumping yourself full of delicious, awesome, amazing food, which we do every day. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't I wasn't convinced of this. That's an that's another topic I think we need to get on is what people just don't know how to do it. Oh. Especially like our students or younger people, yeah. people that don't cook. They just don't understand how good some of the food can be. I don't know. Yeah, but some of my students come to me and they're like, so like, what do I eat? And I'm like, I, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I have a kid that told me today he's trying to go vegan for a, a week. And he's like, it's who 
um, Harley. Oh, I don't know. And you know him. He hangs out with the same group of kids, but um, that are kind of interesting. Qaddafi's friend. Yeah. We have a student named Qaddafi. <laughs> <That's> super cool. <laughs> and Harley. Um, but he said it's like it's impossible. He's like, Murray, it's impossible. He's like, I had a piece of bread this morning. And I was like, I'm pretty sure there might have been butter on it. <laughs> and I got a uh, salad for lunch and I had to like eat around cheese. Yeah. Like they didn't have a salad that didn't have cheese in it. And I'm like, well, good for you for trying, man. But it sucks that like some people see this as like a punishment. Like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I do want to save the environment. Maybe I do care about animals. So I have to suffer to do that. Um, yeah. we're here to tell you that you don't, Okay. but if you're a West side, could you do, uh, but anyway, 60% of the world's grain is fed it's to animals. Depressing. Um, it, and you'll get the, Oh, well it takes a lot of water to grow soy. Yeah. It takes a lot of water to grow vegetables. It does. It does take resources to feed human beings. There's mm-hmm. no way around that. Um, but soy in 2009, um, used 5 trillion gallons of water in the whole mm-hmm. earth. Uh, meat, um, almost 300 trillion gallons of water. Okay. Um, so just so some comparisons there. Yes, we do need to use resources, but how are we using them makes a difference. And if we're not being mindful of that, um, so I don't know. It's you pe- also don't need to deplete the source when you're using water to create soy plants or grain plants or whatnot. You yeah, know? like the water's not. It's going to replenish quicker. Yeah, like yeah. the water. A lot of the water that gets polluted from producing it for animal products it's gone like it's not usable anymore yeah and you can't keep up with it yeah so to say that like soy uses like whatever that figure you just said was that's, five trillion yeah that's oh that's substanding but that's not five trillion that's no longer usable it can be replenished back into the earth yeah and some people talk about like just feeling good about their diet mm-hmm. um i mean physically you feel good on a plant-based diet because your body you know health wise is doing better Mm -hmm. Um, but there could be some moral ramifications from like maybe you didn't even realize that you're killing so many yeah killing animals you don't have to worry about that anymore you're not contributing to um shitty capitalism Mm -hmm. you're not contributing to lobbying in our government you're not contributing to environmental destruction and deforestation and global warming and use of resources like there's this I don't know, this piece that some people seem to feel, I'm on pot talk. You know? a, hole, a, a hole in their their moral compass. Yeah. and Maybe maybe this solves that moral compass and it's finally going to point north and then they get on the right track, oh get a promotion, start buy, some. buy a bigger house or a smaller house or, I don't know, live off of the grid. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's it. The environment does suffer from our diet and it's the one thing that we do every day all day is eat one of the few things um, yeah it's your fuel source and you hear it all the time people who figure it out we just had a um it was a becky that we talked about at the beginning of the show her mm-hmm. email saying like you know I'm, I'm finally cooking this stuff for my family and I, I feel guilty that i just didn't do this longer yeah my 60 plus year old mother the other day was like i've been home you know i'm sick and all i do is watch tv and I, I never thought about how important my diet is to my body. And she's just watching TV. She's watching like the news now where they talk about it. She's walking the, watching the doctors or right. some of these channels. And it's just, it's just something that a few generations didn't think about. And I did. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. You, I don't know what your deal is. You've, you've got it all figured out. Well, you know what? I, both your, my, your parents really knew what was up. They were both in the medical 
career. The medical field's not even on board with any of this. They're telling babies to drink cow milk. If you understood a body, you should be on board a little bit. Should's a huge word there. I don't know. I just I I just grew up woke, man. Sorry. <laughs> Born woke. <laughs> it's just, Amen, sister. It was just in my blood. It was in my blood to just always question what anybody told me to do. So that's everyone was telling me to do something. I'm just gonna be like I'm gonna do the opposite. Yeah. That's well, that, just my stubborn life. Like you tell me to drink milk and I'm like, screw your milk. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna squeeze some almonds and eat those. <laughs> I just remember my friend in high school being like there was a girl who was a vegetarian. He was like, listen, Katie, if God didn't want us to eat cows, he wouldn't have made them out of meat. That's... We were all like, oh, yeah, what do you got there? And I was like. <laughs> and we were like scratching our heads like, wait, that's the dumbest thing anyone's ever said. Yeah. No, people <laughs> came up to me with like a lot of really dumb comments like that. And it would be sad because like it would be my realization. That I was like, oh, I thought you weren't stupid. And you are. Mm. Yeah, you know, I was and I don't blame anyone who's not woke to this because I wasn't and I had it right yeah. in front of me. I don't want um, to so, people. Yeah, we're, it's not being judgmental. It's I was a little judgmental. Tri- well, you kept it to yourself, though. There's a lot of vegans who are very judgmental. Yeah. And like and gross when they see stuff. You've yeah. never been like that. Yeah. Like one time I was at like a vegan party. We had get ups like in the middle of the night, like vampires and uh. I threw something away that was recyclable and this lady like took it out of the trash can and put it into the recycling bin. And I was like, oh, so sorry. I didn't like, I didn't think that mattered or something. And she was like, it matters. And then she rolled up her sleeves and showed me that she had a recycling tattoo. I was like, (laughs) okay, I'm so sorry. And then the next day you gave her a piece of your mind while you were in the shower for yeah. 40 minutes yeah and i was like really well here's my tattoo and it was like my middle finger it's fun you uh, try it well i just might do that tomorrow that's how i have such good comebacks you I've, I've rehearsed i've rehearsed like every possible scenario written on like, like your palm yeah like someone comes up to me and they're like hi i'm like is it is it really or is it low like i have it all set man well at least you're saving water with your diet. You don't have to worry about your uh, your shower routines. Yeah. I'm about to go take one. All right. Well, that's it. That so, was episode 43. 43, Water and the Environment. Um, subscribe on all of our stuff. <laughs> iTunes, Podbean. Um, rate us. Lisa Beach Your Meat. Email me and Jimmy. We like to respond to those. And... Um, I think that's it, right? Yeah, happy Easter. Yep. We'll see you. Um, Thanks for all the birthday wishes for Bob. A little bit after, yeah. I'm just kidding. Send him presents. No one said that. He no, likes. don't send us anything. <laughs> I don't want, like, I'm having, like, anxiety about the thought of, like, people giving me, like, really big gifts. Because uh, that's what I did to my brother. I was a huge jerk. Like, all his kids' first birthdays, give him, like, the biggest toy I could pop. I gave, I gave, like, a tent. I was like, this is this is hilarious. It was like five feet tall. I was like, now you're gonna have it. Yeah. Good thing we have this basement. Mm-hmm. You want to get Bob presents? He really likes bottles of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Just to look at. Uh, no, that's mean to me too. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, episode 43. So do all those things I talked about earlier, and don't use plastic bags, and be. 
cognizant of your meat and dairy consumption because it uses a lot of water. Just be vegan. Yeah, or that. All right. See ya. All right, bye.